Welcome to the Emergency Management Network Podcast, Emergency Management's Trusted Voice, sponsored by Disaster Tech, the Natural Disaster and Emergency Management Expo, and Titan HST. I asked Craig Fugate if we could take politics out of disaster response. His answer was simple, no. It is that all disaster response have political consequences. FEMA has a training called the Politics of Disaster. Here they state, disasters have political consequences. One widely observed but not fully understood principles of the disaster politics relationship is that disasters and their aftermath have significant potential to affect the political environment of the community, state, or nation. Jeff Sledgemelch of Columbia University has a podcast called Disaster Politics. He explores policies that impact disaster response and recovery. Thor Nutra's documentary, Disaster Capitalism, sheds lights on the strings that come with global aid given to nations after disaster. This includes how China has exploited minerals and mines in Afghanistan and many African nations. We have witnessed the mess that politics created with the COVID response. At a time that could have brought the nation together, the political parties used it as an opportunity to attack their opponents. The political gamemanship after a disaster is not new. Disasters are politicized by both Democrats and Republicans, and despite the perception of increased partisanship in recent years, disaster aid has been a political football since 1972. In October 2020, a devastating wildfire ripped through California, and FEMA denied federal aid. This was seen as a political stunt by President Trump, because shortly thereafter the denial, Trump reversed the decision and gave California the disaster funding relief. Rhetoric notwithstanding, the impact of politics on disaster relief is not news to anyone that has been in emergency management for many years. In many ways, it's an anticipated part of how policymakers do business. What might be surprising to some is how the system impacts the state. States do not have a strong incentive to spend money on projects like dams and levees. These projects are expensive, and spending money on them diverts funds away from more visible and popular initiatives with the voters. When the disaster strikes, the governor takes cover and blames the federal government for the lack of funding for infrastructure programs. I argue that we respond well for the most part. It is covered in the national news, showing the heroic actions of rescues from floodwaters and firefighters battling blazes. If there are complaints about how the government failed, it is due to how recovery is handled. How does this impact politics? Local and national leaders are rewarded at the polls when the public thinks they did a good job handling the natural disasters and punished when people think they did a lousy job. And for a politician's handling of a disaster will be reflected in the polls. Voters must be made aware of the natural disasters and their elected officials. Second, they need to link the political actors with the disaster. And they have to believe that the politicians should take some blame and not place it all on the stroke of bad luck or negligence. Third, they need to assess that whether the leader handled the situation poorly or properly. The nation's sensitivity to disaster relief has caused policymakers to undervalue disaster preparedness. As I've written before, politicians are rewarded by the voters when they give or get funding for recovery. The problem is that when the disaster preparedness is done well, nobody notices. And I believe that some may want the administration of power to fail 
so that the opposition party can use it as fodder in the next election. As emergency managers, we must keep ourselves out of the disaster politics. However, we need to be aware that they exist, and at times, we might be made a scapegoat for failed policies. So start thinking about how seemingly independent systems are connected. We need to understand the political, social, and practical implications of emergency management and disaster response policies, and we need to know how to navigate them. Thank you for spending time with the Emergency Management Network. If you're not a subscriber to our Substack, please do. It's free. And share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, please stay safe and stay hydrated.